Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show all about the Fujifilm X Series cameras, GFX, and the photographers who use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and this is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X Series or GFX, head on over to Fujilove.com. There you're going to find lots of. <laughs> There you're going to find lots of articles about everything Fuji-related, uh, whether it's uh, you're looking for great photos, gear review, uh, the latest in news. Fuji Love is going to have it for you. And for those of us in the United States, I wanted to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Please stay safe. It is crazy out there uh, as far as the latest COVID numbers, uh, man, I, I'm not going to turn this into a, a you know, virus thing, but it's kind of the elephant in the room. Um, but wherever you are in the world, uh, please be safe, have a great holiday. And we here at Fuji Love wish you well. And one more point to note that this interview was recorded before the election. Uh, some of these interviews that we do, we have to record uh, ahead of time just to make sure that we can release on a regular basis. If we have any trouble with the audio or anything like that, we could do any kind of editing and make sure that we're, we're, we're good to go. So this particular interview with Bess Adler, she's a photojournalist, and we did talk about, in general what she's going to be doing for the upcoming elections uh, uh, during, you know, as of this interview, Um, it is obviously Thanksgiving and after the elections, but we talk about what she was going to cover in in, just in case New York was going to have demonstrations or anything. We don't talk about the elections themselves. We're just talking about um, the craziness uh, of, you know, any kind of protesting or, or any kind of activity that was happening. It was, uh, as, as we all know, it was, it was, it was uh, quite the close one. So uh, I just wanted to give you that pre-warning. But without further ado, let's go right into that interview. This week, I'd like to introduce Best Adler to the show Bess is an outstanding photojournalist in the New York area. Bess, how's it going? It's going well. It is raining in New York, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, spent most of the day at home, but I'm kind of gearing up to see what happens next week for the election. So So this is going to air probably after the elections, but yeah, as of this recording, this is the Friday right before elections. And it has been uh, already a crazy Friday. Did you guys get snow in your area? We did not, but I saw a lot of people did upstate. Um, so I'm I'm kind of getting ready for it for the snow. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing that we haven't even had Halloween yet, and it's already uh, getting ready for the winter stuff. Uh, but you know, twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what a year. <laughs> uh, so as a photojournalist um, and, and with the elections coming up, 
do you have anything do you have anything planned <laughs> so i am sticking around new york um kind of to see what happens here um i don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen quite yet so i'm just kind of keeping my ears open um asking other journalists where where the action will be and um yeah as of now there there might be i'm hearing about some some protests over the weekend but we'll see i'm just gonna kind of be ready and and play things by ear how has the atmosphere been in new york new york is not a swing state uh but there uh there there are, are there any uh uh initiatives any kind of ballots that are important to the the state or the city that everybody has been looking at or uh or just general 2020 stuff yeah um (laughs) in terms of ballots i think there's some local elections um but i mean just in terms of the atmosphere um you know there's 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 been protests you know things of course in New York, it's been so interesting over the last few months with the the start of the, you know, the pandemic and, and everybody kind of isolating at home and just New York being an incredibly quiet, calm city for a few months, which is something I don't know if I'll ever see again in my lifetime. So I, I did appreciate that aspect of things and kind of enjoyed going out and, and photographing that quiet. Um, but you know, then then there was was kind of a shift, and and when the the Black Lives Matter protests started happening, there was there's so much energy and passion in those protests, which was also really fascinating as a um, photojournalist. Um, and then things kind of I don't know over the summer seemed um, pretty lively, and I think now we're at the stage where nobody really knows what's going to happen and and it's I you know you know with the elections with COVID um things are kind of ambiguous right now so I think I think everybody is just just waiting to see yeah and uh yeah it's I mean looking back at this we you know we'll, we'll anybody listening will we'll think well duh but <laughs> uh, just just days away we just don't know what 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 is in store um i pray everything goes smoothly and drama lessly <laughs> yeah i don't know about that <laughs> yeah i mean wishful thinking yeah uh, but uh i mean 2020 again it's <laughs> just full of surprises yeah um, but let's talk about uh you um because we're here for you uh so you've uh at the time of this recording you know the the fujifilm x creator program uh went live uh it's been live for a few months uh, as of the recording and uh so first congratulations on becoming a fujifilm x creator thank you Uh, what does that mean uh for for you how is that uh incorporated itself into your uh photography and your line of work 
Well, it, it, it was really wonderful to become a creator. I started um, working with the people at Fujifilm um, around a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, it's such a kind of tight knit family and everybody is so supportive and just wants to help you create however you can. And, and we'll just, yeah, just support. There's just, it feels like there's so much support. So, so kind of having this creator program and, and, you know, we've, we've had a bunch of zoom sessions and I've been kind of getting to know some of the other creators and it's, it, it's a really special opportunity and I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Um, and, um, you know, just recently we started there, I started running some photo walks on behalf of Fujifilm and, um, it's, you know, that's been nice just to be able to interact with people again, um, after, after months of isolation, (laughs) um, you know, I was out photographing, but like, you know, talking to strangers these days is, is, you know, hard to come by. So it's been, those photo walks have been really special. Um, they've been kind of small, but, um, yeah, I've done two or three so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, just becoming a creator, I'm, I'm really grateful and and really happy to be part of the family. So as of right now, what are you using? Uh, what, what is your Fujifilm, uh, yeah, Fujifilm. Fujifilm. <laughs> Freudian slip on, uh, on <laughs> right. Spoiler, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, what is your choice of uh, gear uh, that you're using with uh, Fujifilm? Um, I use X-Pro 3s, um, and yeah. my favorite lenses are the 23. Um, I have the twenty, uh, yeah, and the thirty-five and fifty-six. Those, those would be my my go-to's. Uh, which versions of them are you using? Um, the uh, third, uh, sorry, the twenty-three-two. Um, yep. The the fifty-six is one point two, and then the thirty-five is one point four. Oh yeah, I th- those are the ones I have too. Yeah. Um, I've recently replaced my, uh, 23 F2 with, uh, with just my X 100 V, uh, that's become my, uh, my choice, but how are you enjoying the, uh, X pro threes? Uh, how's the, you know, the, the big talk is the, the viewfinder and the LCD screen. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoy it. I I like being able to work and not always be tempted to kind of look and see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and if I do, I you know either open the screen or or look into the viewfinder. Um, but I I love the cameras. Um, I yeah, it's just they feel so unobtrusive, and I could be discreet and people aren't really intimidated by me coming over with a huge camera um, yeah yeah it's it's a really and and the richness of the images they I, I really appreciate it's it's i love i love i love the expo 3 right on and so with with your work um i, I mean you you have had just an amazing 
photojournalistic career. I mean, in your bio, you have done work for, I'm just going to say everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're looking for, um, for you know, the, the top names, they, they, are, they are all listed there. Um, <laughs> it'll probably be easier to list the ones that you didn't work for. <laughs> I think that list would be much shorter, but I mean, you have an amazing uh, set of photos uh, on your website and on your Instagram. Uh, I mean, your work speaks for itself and uh, working for uh, New York times, wall street journal. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, is absolutely amazing. Uh, before we continue further, uh, anybody who's listening right now want and wants to check out your work, uh, where is the best place that they could check it out so that they can watch in addition to listen? Oh, uh, so my website is www.bessadler.com and my Instagram is at bessadler. Right um, on. I'm not really sure if there's any other way to see my work, but those two should No, no, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this on uh, your mobile device, I mean, your Instagram is perfect to just swipe through and start scrolling and uh, everybody should check it out. Uh, Bess's work is uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, so let's get right into that. Uh, your, when, when did... Uh, Let's like turn back the clock here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, when did photography really hit home for you? W when did you fall in love with the uh, w w with the art? It's funny because I, somebody somebody actually asked me this a couple days ago, and I was thinking about it because I, I took a photography class in high school, um, mm -hmm. and I kind of I just fell in love with it. I was obsessed. I was making images everywhere. I was forcing my brother to pose for me. He hated it. Um, <laughs> and, but, but so I did love it, but I also kind of remember being drawn to light from a really early age and just kind of like, whenever the light was nice, it's, it's, I wanted to be out. I wanted to just kind of like interact with the light. Um, yeah. and kind of, I, I always, I was also always drawn to important moments in history and, and like wanted to understand how I could interact with that. Um, so I think. What was one of the first moments that really uh, drew you? Um, I mean, it's sad to say I, I, I grew up in New York city. So as a high school student, I experienced nine 11. Um, and, wow. you know, I think I, it was also, that was when I was, becoming interested in photography and just seeing all the images of course you know that image is just you know it was in the air it was on my tv screen for the next week or so but um you know i all of the images were extremely powerful and um you know really moved me in a, in a certain way and I, yeah, I mean, I think that that time in my life, I just photography, like, especially I, I was just naturally drawn to photojournalism, just, um, I don't know, it all kind of made sense for me. It was a tremendous impact. Mm -hmm. it was, uh, and so you were in New York, so you were 
how close were you to the the the, the towers? Um, I was in Brooklyn, um, but you know, you could there was all the debris flying all over the sky, and uh, yeah. yeah. I had some friends that were in school right across the street. It was, it was just a crazy experience. Um, yeah. So I remember it very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from, so from that, uh, your, your passion to, uh, to do photography and, uh, be a photojournalist just blossomed from the, from, I mean, not necessarily from that one moment in particular, but really took hold and, and really cemented itself at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I also just, I have this memory of like waiting for the bus during golden hour and just, just being like, how can I remember this moment? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just things like that, that I think again, photography just made sense for me. Yeah. And so as you got older uh, from high school uh, into college, where, where did, uh, where did you feel that the photography led you? Like, were, were there more classes, more, more training? Yeah. Um, I went to school for photography. Um, I interned um, for a semester for Mary Ellen Mark, which was an incredible experience. Um, and I think I just kind of, I, I was just drawn to, um, like, understanding communities and, um, I don't know, just, like, like documentary projects. I, I, I just wanted to keep going with that. So I ended up um, just trying to work for newspapers when I was done with school. So I started off... Um, with some, <clears throat> excuse me, um, local Brooklyn papers, and then kind of just kept trying to meet people and working my way up, and um, eventually, you know, I, I for the last few years, I've been um, just trying to work on my own stories, and so I could spend a lot of time on them and then pitch them to magazines, and that's kind of my favorite thing to do. So, <laughs> and so. When you talk about uh, communities uh, and looking through your portfolio, that is something that uh, is is probably uh, more or less a common denominator, I would say. Uh, you have a lot of photography that revolves around uh, families and uh, just documenting that everyday life. Um in particular, what one that struck me, um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, there, there was, uh, I, I forget that what you called it, but it was, uh, uh, a woman dealing with, uh, her, her dad who was in dementia, her daughter who had, uh, Tourette's. Oh, that was actually, um, that was a project I did at the Missouri photo workshop, which mm -hmm. was one of my favorite most powerful educational experiences in photography and I highly suggest that anybody who wants to make a career in, in documentary photography or photojournalism applies for that workshop. It, it was it was incredible. It, it's basically um the sandwich 
generation. That's that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so you're in a for the workshop. You're in a small town in Missouri, and um, you just have to go out and find a story within all within five days. Um, and I I believe you can't make more than four hundred images, and you can't delete images either. So it's it's a really great exercise in being intentional with your work. Um, so I, I met a woman who, okay, yeah, her, her, um, father, um, had dementia and her daughter had Tourette's. So it was just kind of how she needs to take care of everybody around her. And what really strikes me is that it, the, the, the photography is very, um, you, you, you're, I mean, you're doing your job. You're capturing that slice of life, uh, little moments as they happen. They are very uh, nondescript. It's not something that is like not some grand display, but uh, w- within each of the photos, it, it's just you're, you're telling that amazing story uh, just just within something that is so simple, but still deep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it, it's really hard to, to take those thousand words. It's <laughs> 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 as easy to look at the photo itself. <laughs> um, so my question to you uh, with, with this, you're, you're really embedding yourself into this family. And when you mentioned that it's just, such a short period of time that you're spending with them. How are you able, how are you able to get them to be one comfortable with you to, to, because you are capturing some just very, um, not only, uh, tender moments, but very casual moments. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that, um, like for example, it looks like, uh, you have one photo of just the family sitting on the couch unwinding after what looks like a difficult day, how are, how are you able to uh, be in those moments uh, when, when, and allow them to feel that comfort of just letting go uh, without even paying attention to you? Um, I think for most of the, the work I do, I try to spend time with the people I'm photographing before I, I kind of go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important for people to understand what I'm doing and, and just feel comfortable. So, you know, it, it, I might not have that much time, but I, I do take the time that I can afford to, to kind of establish whatever relationship I can. Um, you know, even... So I, I went to, at the end of last year, um, a writer that I work with a lot, um, and I went to Alabama to work on this environmental story about the town. Um, and we were only there for five days. We wanted to go back, but the pandemic happened and it kind of complicates things. But I yeah. spent about, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't have that much time there, but I spent about three months just making phone calls and, and having 
short phone interviews with people just as as much as I could before I got there. So I kind of felt like I had a relationship with a lot of the people I was photographing before I got there. And, and they introduced me to other people. And um, I just think it's really important to establish some kind of relationship and comfort and trust before kind of landing yourself in a place. And and I do try to, um, you know, that's the story we were just talking about the sandwich generation that was at most five days, but um, I I do try to keep going back when I'm working on a story there. There aren't that many stories that I kind of just go and then come back home and that's it. I, I, I tend to work on projects for, for, a, a little while yeah and i mean it, it was amazing work it, it was probably one of my favorite uh from from your collection that you have on your website uh what i also noticed that you spent a lot of time in haiti yeah you have uh a few different projects uh that that revolve around uh haitian life mm-hmm. uh, Tell me more about that. How how did uh, that uh, that part of the world? Uh, how did that draw you in? And uh, I mean, tell me about some of the work that you did um, uh, while in Haiti. Yeah. Um, so I went to Haiti, and um, I think it was it was either the end of two thousand eleven or the beginning of two thousand twelve. It was after the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, I was it the earthquake that drew drew you in. Um, partially. Um, I I had a friend that was in Haiti doing some work, and mm-hmm. I I don't even you know I I can't remember exactly what drew me in, but I just wanted to go, and he kind of gave me the whole like like here's a here's a place you can stay. It was the same place he was staying. Um, here's a bunch of things you could do, a bunch of people you could meet. I kind of just went to explore. Um, yeah. And then after that, I went back twice a year for like 10 years or nine years. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And I just, you know, the, the people that I know that, you know, I, I go down and I feel like I have family there. Um, it's such a beautiful and complex country. Um, but yeah, I, um, I worked on a long-term story about Haitian American deportation to Haiti. Um, and just how, you know, family and family separation. Um, So part of that project, I was trying to meet people's um, kids who lived in America. Let me, let me go back. So so, yeah. Because from, from my point of view, uh, looking into this, you are taking a a, a political, something happened politically that we uh, stateside uh, only read about it on the news uh, or see it on the news. Um, however, we're ingesting the news. 
but you are putting a human face to the political story and you are showing uh, what is happening to individuals and, and uh, showing just what happens when something political from on high comes down and trickles down uh, and, and affects uh, people. And I think your photography uh, is quite moving uh, personally. I, I, I mean, you're, the, the, the moments that you capture uh, for, for such difficult times is uh amazing and i i you know i i mean you could continue with that i i just want to to mention that but i also have a few follow-ups after you uh talk about that a little bit oh yeah um thank you for saying all that um but yeah i mean so so when i was spending time in haiti i was i was meeting a a, a bunch of people who um spoke about their life in America and being deported to Haiti and, and kind of how they had to adjust. And, um, and I, I just kept meeting more and more people and I was like, Oh wow. Like, like a few people have kids and, and in New York and can't go back and, and their kids can't necessarily afford to visit. And, um, all of these really, um, sad situations that I, you know, I, so, so essentially if you, I started this project, when did I start? I think in 2013. Um, and if somebody has, um, two misdemeanors, you're eligible for deportation. At least this was at that time. Um, so, so I, I was just, you know, acclimation is is really difficult in a place like Haiti if you haven't lived there since you were a kid some of these people um that were being deported didn't necessarily have family in Haiti um and some people did some people there there were some foundations that were that were able to give housing to some of the people that were deported and then other people didn't you know so so it's it's really tough to kind of go to a country that you you haven't lived in since you were a child and acclimate um especially a country that there's there aren't jobs um and um you might be separated from your kids so it was a really it was something I worked on for a long time and it was not the easiest project to work on just because of the what you know the nature of it. yeah exactly um so that was going to be my next question yeah. is how, uh, you uh, have several projects uh in, in haiti how were you able to how were you able to do it um like for for uh, deep down inside um how, how were you able to continue with the project when it was such an emotional uh, thing. How were you able to kind of separate yourself from that, or or did you separate yourself from that? Um, what what was what was that like? That process. Yeah. Um. So I it was it was hard to separate uh, myself. You know, I, I remember you know some some days working on this story were kind of difficult. Um, and you know, I just 
these stories were so unjust and and I remember I would just need to like go back to the place I was staying and kind of like decompress for hours um and then on weekends I might go on a little hike uh, up in the mountains or go to the beach the mountains and the beaches are gorgeous um so yeah. I, I I tried to kind of uh you know take time to to decompress I would say but it, yeah. it was hard to separate myself uh from this project um I think I have a hard time doing that with most of my projects but <laughs> yeah um but you know I I also again whenever I go there I have people that I kind of consider family at this point and you know if I needed to talk to somebody I I have I had people that I could talk to so yeah well that's awesome um and again uh, the the work speaks for itself uh just capturing those raw emotions is uh I mean I I commend your work I, I I know that I would not have it in me to do this. Um, but what you're showing is something that should be seen. And I wish more people would see um, uh, just to, to, to put a face to, to, to what, what is happening. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, there are some uh, local projects here. And I think that one of the other, well, I mean, local project, local being stateside, mm-hmm. <laughs> local being a relative term. <laughs> uh, one of the other uh, projects that I, I really enjoyed from you is the, the bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I started, so my college senior thesis project was about people who kind of just put their bodies on display. So I I went to some bodybuilding competitions. I went to, where else did I go? Um, Beauty pageants. Um, This was such a long time ago. I think I went to like a beauty expo at the Javits Center. Um, Just a bunch of of various things like that. Um, But I, I, when I, was done I kind of I kind of just kept going to bodybuilding shows um in the you know in in my area whether it's New York or New Jersey Connecticut um so I I was doing that for a while and I was just kind of going backstage and meeting people and um shooting film which I have not done for a while and I want to get back to but um everything is in black and white Um, yeah yeah it was all um black and white film for for this project um what kind of film did you use um I think Triax yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah I was I was sorry that's one of my favorite Kodak films. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then, so I met this woman, Sherry. Um, yep, Sherry Strong. Yeah, and and I met her. <laughs> She's in some of these black and white photos, but I met her, and at the time she was forty five years old, and I kept in touch with her just casually. I think I I might have photographed her. Um, 
like in a studio once because she needed some images and and we just we just talked throughout the years I sent her some prints um and then I was just curious I was like hey Sherry are you still competing in bodybuilding shows because I was interested in kind of going deeper with the story rather than just kind of photographing in um like you know backstage and and I just I wanted to see what the whole process was like um and she was she was like you know I'm turning 50 I've I've really been uh wanting to compete again I was like oh great can I follow you (laughs) so for around a year a year and a half I I kind of followed her through the process of competing in shows um and she's a single mother of three at the time, um, her, her daughter, um, was living in her own apartment, but, and one of her sons, uh, joined the Navy and then her other son was still living with her. So I kind of, I went through the whole process with her of, you know, waking up early to work out, taking her son to school and then doing her, she, she was a, a trainer and a coach at the time. So kind of, you know, going through her job with her and just training, you know, she woke up at 4am to train for these shows so that she could be there for her kids and yeah. do her job, you know. Um, but you followed her everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got really close. Um, yeah, I went to Florida with her. She did some competitions in New Jersey. Um, There's one shot in particular. She looks like she's in a police station and she looks like she's a connected to lie detector oh so she she (laughs) only was competing in natural shows for so for for natural bodybuilding shows you have to take a polygraph test awesome sometimes they they take urine samples as well but i don't think they did that in her show so i mean that would be the logical choice i would say yeah (laughs) lie detector i mean Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually the day before the show, you have to take a lie detector test. Right on. Take it seriously. (laughs) Yeah, she she ended up moving to San Diego. She was it was kind of a lifelong dream of her. So her and her son moved out there, and she she's been there. She's not competing anymore, but she's really happy out there. So awesome. I mean, again, your work is. I mean, it goes right from the, the the profound, and then to the to to the down to earth slice of life <laughs> kind of thing. Where it's, I mean, you're 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 photographing all sides of the spectrum um, as far as like the intensity and um, down to earth. Uh, it, it it's absolutely amazing, and uh, your I mean, your work is incredible, and your ability to do this work is uh, I, I would say your, your true gift in, in addition to the photography uh, being able to tell that story that that needs to be told um, so let's get right back into uh, the Fuji side of things um, what is it about the Fuji film system that really drew you to it um, like, were you using something else prior? I know you were talking about back in high school and back around the early aughts. Um, like, when did you start with, with the Fuji system? And, uh, you know, how has that uh, affected your photojournalism? Um, 
so I I started with Canon um, and mm-hmm. I was using you know DSLRs. Um, then I soon as sorry as soon as I started using Fuji like X X Pro two, um, I you know it's it was just. I loved the quality of the images. I loved the size of the camera. Um, you know, I don't want to break my back anymore. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's been a lot of years of carrying a lot of heavy equipment. Um, and I just, you know, I, I fell in love with the look of the camera, the size, and obviously mostly that, the like the images, there's the images are so rich. I just, I just love the way the raw images come out um and i yeah i I just kept building up my my system and i can't really see myself going back so no i hear you yeah that's that's awesome um so are you um so X Pro Three, yeah, I, I was going to say there, there really isn't much to go from there. <laughs> they, yeah, you don't have the X Pro Four yet. Um, are, are you? Have you considered doing the the XT series? Um, uh, I because after this uh, recording, they got a pretty nice uh, boost as far as the XT Three goes. XT Four is already perfect in every single. Yeah, way. the XT Four. <laughs> I, I was using the XT Four on a photo walk. Um, a month ago and I was like, Oh, this is a great camera. <laughs> um, it, it is really great. Uh, I, I kind of like to stay consistent in the bodies yep. that I'm using now. So, um, yeah, I just, I just like having, you know, two. there is something about that box feel. I, I also, uh, I still use my X, uh, X pro two. Um, in addition to my X-T3, there, there is just something nice about that, that, that rangefinder style that to your point is very unobtrusive. It's, it, it is something that is uh, more of a curiosity rather than something that is um, uh, like, like a, a camera sometimes can intimidate people, but seeing this is more of a, uh, curiosity and, and not as imposing as, as that range, uh, that the DSL style camera. Yeah, yeah. Light world, that unobtrusiveness would be super important. Exactly, and you know, I, I was using a rangefinder film camera for a very long time, so I, you know, it it, it brought me back. It was like a feeling of happy nostalgia, and I. Yeah, I, I just I just like I just like the way yeah. it is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Bess, it was amazing talking to you. And I, I mean, I could go on and on. It, I mean, you again, your work is absolutely incredible. And I recommend everybody go check it out and and, and immerse yourself in it. I mean, there's just so much to to look at. And uh do you have anything else that you'd like to promote other than uh, your, your site and your, um, your, your Instagram feed? Are, are there any future projects that you are working on right now? Um, I am working on some projects, but I'm not going to talk about them yet. Cause they're in the very early stages. <laughs> um, 
(laughs) (laughs) But I also started a kind of a side business with with a writer that I work with a lot. We work on a lot of um, journalism projects together, but we also started, um, it's called Reported Media. And it's, um, we're both journalists and we just, it's just, we're offering kind of storytelling for companies. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's reportedmedia.com. And (laughs) um, we, we, we started, um, we started working with a few new clients recently and, and it's, it's going pretty well. And we're just really excited to kind of expand on our storytelling abilities in, in whatever way we can. So. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, I mean, good luck in the next few days. Um, knock on wood, throw salt over your shoulder <laughs> uh, and let's hope for uh, whatever the country chooses that it'll be uh, peaceful and I mean, if really just let's. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good luck. Thank and uh, thank you again so much. Uh, anybody who wants to check out Bess's work can go to bessadler.com or find her on Instagram uh, by searching for Bess Adler in the Instagram feed or just, at Bess Adler. It will take you right to uh, her account. But everybody, check it out. Bess, awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll have to bring you back on to talk about more adventures that you were on. Yeah, I love you. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. <laughs>